way, boys. Around the corner we will go. Around the corner, Sally. Around Cape Horn we all must go. Around the corner, Sally. If I had a little gal in tow. Around the corner, Sally. There were unique sea shanties for hauling rope, trimming sails, and working on the ship's machinery. No, I don't want to do it. I will not concede to these people. These dirty, long-haired, filthy anarchists, socialist, garbage pieces of people. Squash labor leaders. Squash it all. Hang the bastards! We've got two very short pieces for you today, both unusual takes on labor history. In the first, Kathy Newman, an English professor at Carnegie Mellon University, explores sea shanties and the pleasure of work. She tries to figure out why this 200-year-old genre is suddenly so popular. The second is a drunk history episode on Haymarket I stumbled across last week while looking for something completely different. If you've seen drunk history before, you'll have some idea of what to expect, and if you haven't, well... Give this one a listen, and then check out the rest of these entertaining takes on history on YouTube and on Labor History in 2. The year was 1934. That was the day the West Coast Maritime Strike began. I'm Chris Garlock, and that's all ahead on this week's Labor History Today. Here's the show. I think by gosh we've hauled enough. Come up behind. Oh, fast. Make your stoppers. Hello, my name is Kathy Newman, and I am an English professor at Carnegie Mellon University. I write frequently about the intersection of labor and culture. Today, I'm going to talk about sea shanties, and for some bizarre reasons that I will examine uh, in this podcast, in 2021, sea shanties have become part of viral youth popular culture, spreading on platforms like TikTok and YouTube. So I'm going to be exploring the question, what inspired the recent new popularity of these songs? The song that kicked off this craze is called The Wellerman. If you haven't seen the video, do so immediately. I'm obsessed with it and you should be too. The singer is Nathan Evans, a postie slang for mailman from the eastern suburbs of Glasgow, Scotland. His performance is sparse and stripped down and yet still full of emotion. There are some harmonies layered onto Evans' voice during the chorus of the song, but Evans sings the verse a cappella, looking straight at the camera while beating his fist against the table for rhythm. There once was a ship that put to sea, the name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bowed up down, oh below my bully boys blow. <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on With Evan's thick Scottish brogue, it is easy to imagine how the song might have sounded in the 1800s when it was first sung by whalers in New Zealand. Evans uploaded his performance to TikTok in December of last year, and by mid-January, it had been viewed more than 7 million times. Since then, all of TikTok has gone bananas for sea shanties, so much so that there is now something called shanty talk. The lyrics of the Wellerman are about a whaling crew stuck in an endless loop of work. 
The crew finds, quote, a right whale, the name for the large, slow moving whale that was so coveted for its bones and oil in the 19th century that it was practically fished to extinction. In the song, the crew harpoons the whale, but it gets away, swimming under the boat with the harpoon still stuck in its flesh. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. Soon may the whaleman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Before the boat had hit the water, the whale's tail came up and caught her. And to the side harpooned and fought her when she dived down low. Soon may the whaleman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our... The crew waits for the, quote, tonguing to be done, meaning the final capture and dissection of the whale. They also wait for the Wellerman to come, the supply ships owned by the British-born Weller brothers, who brought the whaling crews their sugar and tea and rum. Sadly, the whalers never get their whale, and therefore they will never be able to, as the song says, take their leave and go. As far as a fair, the fight's still on, the line's not cut, and the whale's not gone. The whaler man makes his regular call to encourage the captain crew and all. Soon may the whaler man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may the whaler man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Sea shanties are part of the venerable tradition of the work song. Shanties were written for specific kinds of work that was performed by the ship's crew. As work song sociologist Merrick Korsinski has explained, there were unique sea shanties for hauling rope, trimming sails, and working on the ship's machinery. Another scholar has argued that sea shanties were literal tools, calling them, quote, akin to a hammer. The Wellerman, ironically, is not a real sea shanty. For something to be an actual sea shanty, YouTuber Adam Neely explains, the song has to have a call and response, a form that has its origins in African diaspora work music. Shanties usually begin with a solo chant, the call, which is followed by the rest of the crew singing their responses while performing a critical piece of labor, such as pulling a rope at the same time. The call and response of the typical sea shanty is represented surprisingly well by the introduction to the cartoon show SpongeBob SquarePants. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants! If not a nonsense, be something you wish. For the love of pirates, how did sea shanties become so popular this year? As Adam Neely argues, the genre is particularly good for the duet function on TikTok. After Nathan Evans posted his version of the Wellerman in December of 2020, other TikTok users added their images, voices, and instrumentals to his post. Neely explains that sea shanties are based in a musical principle called antiphony, which means a responsive alternation between two groups, especially of singers. 
TikTok itself is rooted in Antiphony, Neely explains, as users take the content generated by others, alter it and put it back on the platform. TikTok thrives on this kind of quote, responsive alternation. Another likely cause of the rise of shanty talk is that like those sailors of yore, after more than a year of a global pandemic, we have cabin fever. As the New York Times noted, sea shanties are weirdly appropriate for 2021. Like long haul sailors, we have long haul COVID-19 sufferers. Ultimately, shanty talk has brought new interest to the phenomenon of manly men who sing. Many of the men in the shanty talk videos are white, but men of African descent have chimed in as well. In addition, the antiphony of TikTok has allowed women to elbow their way into what once was, no doubt, a sacred space of white male labor and song. Shanty talk also reminds us that singing itself can be a form of work. Becoming a shanty star has enabled Nathan Evans to quit his job at the post office and sign a lucrative record deal. Finally, Shanty Talk reminds us that there can be pleasure in hard work, especially work that is done collectively, whether on the deck of a 19th century whaling ship or a Zoom call in 2021, the work we do together, heaving and singing can be jolly good fun. Thanks so much. Soon may the Walla man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Da 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 Hello. Today we're going to talk about the Haymarket Riot. Chicago, huge industrial city. It's like the 1880s. August Spies moved from Germany. He worked for a German socialist newspaper. He's like, all right, let's, we, need, we, need to, we need better working conditions, this and that. Then in a big rally in front of the McCormick plant, they mechanized the whole plant, but the workers they're not having, they're like, no, f this, this is our skill. This is what, this is the union. So they're on strike. August Spees is there, August, uh, 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 Spees. He, he goes there and he gives a speech. He's like, stick with your union, be solid, you know, you just be, you know, be together. Don't go crazy or nothing, but just be with your group. Be, you know, be, be solid. They had cops there, of course they got cops there. Well, goes wrong. Some of the striking workers, they rush the gates at the McCormick plant. Cops, they shoot, they kill a couple of the strikers. Spee sees this, he sees this, he's like, oh, this is bullshit. Let's not do this in a lot of fancy words. Let's, let's open the door in case I barf. No, 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 I just fell out of the chair a little bit. If you like, I, I love laying on my floor too. Like, don't feel like you gotta get it's back in good, the chair. It's a good floor. It's a great hardwood floor. Uh, but he goes back. He writes, he writes a protest to whatever happened. The whole thing is like, get an eight hour, eight, eight hour work day. Okay, just, just get an eight, eight hour work day and it's just undermining it. This, that, like, this is what they're doing. They're trying to with us. They're trying to force conflict 
And just from the day I worked at, click, clack, clickety clack. So he writes this whole thing. Give it a headline, make sure it gets out there. Well, the guy who gives it a headline, it just says revenge. And he's like, no, we don't stand for violence. But it goes out, revenge, and we want a, like, oh, we're not going to take anymore. He's already a labor. Oh. It's not even nine o'clock. We're going to f her around. We're going to do a goddamn TV show. They're talking, and they're, and they're, they're speaking their minds on it. Even uh, Harrison, the mayor of Chicago, shows up. Like, I'm here. I'm not upset about this. They're speaking their minds. It's cool. What a, but, but they're anarchists. They're not they're just doing what they're doing, and they're not saying anything terrible. I'm the mayor. I said this is cool. Let him, let him go. I'm, I'm taking off. One of the guys is up there. Guys, guys, hey. We're getting, we're, getting, we're busting our asses here. And he invokes the guys that died the, the, the day before at the McCormick plant. And people are getting riled up. So police stepped in and said, all right, nope, nope, we're going we're gonna to step in. We need you to disperse the name of the Chicago Police Department. We need you to get going. Take a hike. You're done. This bomb comes hurling in. Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knew who threw the bomb. Boom. All in all, chaos. A Haymarket ride. Shots, shots go up. Eight people die. Uh, uh. Are we going? Yep. Ready when you uh. are, pal. What happens the next day, it's martial law. That's what happens. The next day, it's martial law. They arrest eight people, including August Spees. No, no evidence. No evidence that they built bombs. They arrest them all under the guise of conspiracy. Bullsh**. Spees was like, no, I stand with these guys. I, I, I proclaim my innocence, but I'm standing with everybody. So an ex-editor of, of the Chicago Tribune said, don't hang them. These are the people that allow you to be a millionaire business owner. Do you want to start a war with these people? Because once these people decide to go you, you're out of luck. Except the guy that got in it, Marshall Field, the biggest industrialist in Chicago at the time. We should agree with the labor leaders. Nope, I don't want to do it. I will not concede to these people. These dirty, long-haired, filthy anarchists, socialist, garbage pieces of people. Squash labor leaders. Squash it all. Hang the bastards. <laughs> Let's be honest, let's be honest, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Speed said our silence is powerful. More so than your other stuff. The day will come. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching the swish around and I'm mad about it. I got this. I got this. I lit a fragrance candle for you, and dicks. No. And now we only work eight hours a day.
eight hours a day. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1934. That was the day the West Coast Maritime Strike began. It was an historic strike that shut down the major ports along the Pacific Coast. The strike also coincided with the pivotal Minneapolis Teamster Strike and the Toledo Autolite Strike. From Seattle to San Diego, longshoremen walked off the job. Harry Bridges led the Albion Hall Caucus in San Francisco. They demanded higher wages, shorter hours, and union representation. They also demanded a coast-wide agreement and a union hiring hall to replace the hated daily shape-up. Longshoremen were fed up with the gangster-run company union that controlled the arbitrary day labor hiring on the docks. From the pages of the Waterfront Worker newsletter, militant longshoremen took on the shippers, the government, craft unionism, and racism of the union. On the first day of the strike, dozens of black longshoremen joined the union and convinced others not to scab. Soon, all unions on the docks walked out in solidarity. By May 15th, the West Coast ports were completely shut down and 25,000 were out on strike by the end of the month. In his book, Workers on the Waterfront, Bruce Nelson notes the qualities that made the strike a success. He points to the militancy and discipline required to stand up to the National Guard during the deadly main battle on July 5th. The workers' solidarity across craft lines necessary for the San Francisco general strike that followed, a defiant rank-and-file independence, and the understanding that intensive red-baiting could only serve the bosses. Though workers were forced back to work through arbitration, they were awarded their demands that fall. It would take more job actions to make those awards a reality. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at laborhistoryin2.com. Once was a ship that put to sea, the name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, up down below, my belly boys blow. That'll do it for this week's edition of Labor History Today. You can subscribe to LHC on your favorite podcast app, and we hope you do even better. If you like what you hear, please like it in your podcast app and pass it along to everybody you know. Labor History in Two is a partnership between the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. That's a labor-themed radio show out of Pennsylvania. Our music today included the Round the Corner Sally Halliard Shanty, the Wellerman by Nathan Evans, and the remix version. And our bonus track this week is Let's Start a Riot by the Haymarket Squares. Be sure to stick around after the credits for that. Thanks to Kathy Newman for the Sea Shanties piece, which came from her April 12th post on the Working Class Perspectives blog. Find it and a whole lot more great stuff at workingclassstudies.wordpress.com. And special thanks to the folks at Drunk History, which originated on Comedy Central, but you can find a lot of the episodes on YouTube. They really do a terrific job of bringing history to life in a way that might not pass muster with high school history teachers, but it's certainly a lot more entertaining than your average history class. Labor History Today is produced by the Metro Washington Council's Union City Radio and the Kalmenovitz Initiative for Labor and the Working Poor at Georgetown University. The Labor History Today team includes Ben Blake, Patrick Dixon, Leon Fink, Sherry Lincoln, Joe McCartan, Kevin Papp, 
Jessica Paza, and Alan Weirdak. For Labor History Today, this has been Chris Garlock. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, but do keep making history and see you next time. Oh,